Well, good evening again, and welcome to our Saturday evening service. We're so glad that we can attend church uh, on, uh, on Saturday and Sunday and Wednesdays without the restrictions. Uh, let's pray that the Lord continue to help us to worship and uh, fellowship in this manner. Uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds, and so prayer is so important and vital for every one of us. Let's continue to pray for our personal protection. Sometimes we have the tendency to let down our guards and things uh, can get worse, uh, naturally as well as spiritually. We've had some really good services and some lessons given to us. And it's uh, always important for us to follow up on the scriptures that were given and the lessons are given, it's for us. And God has been good to us not only as a local assembly, but as a fellowship. And let's, uh, let's never forget uh, to implement these things that we are hearing and practice them, and we will definitely see results. Uh, tonight, before we worship, uh, we want to remember, still remember those that are not well. We pray that God would touch them, Brother Fed, especially he's not doing too well, Brother Philip's still not well. Let's pray for the rest of individuals that are uh, battling some health issues and those with problems, personal problems, and whatever challenges they face in life. Let's pray that the Lord help them. All right, so at this time, why don't you join with me in prayer and ask God to help those that are not well and pray that God give us a good service tonight. Let's all pray. Father, tonight we thank you that we can call on your name. It's so wonderful, Lord, that we can gather together as your people to fellowship to worship you, to sing your praises, Lord, to feel your presence, and, Father, to listen to your word, which gives us strength. Help us, Father, to give heed to the things we hear, never to let them slip from our hearts. But Father, let us hide them deep down in our hearts that we may follow your instructions and live the life that you want us to live. Yes. Help us through our challenges. Yes. And, Father, every day we face, it seems to be so hard and difficult for so many individuals, Lord, we ask you tonight that you'll give them the strength. We ask for encouragement. Let them experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit, that comforter, Lord, that you have given us, that is so beneficial to every one of us, we pray. Father, remember those that are not well tonight. Pray for Brother Vid especially, Lord, that you'll reach down your hand. And your mercy, O oh God, be merciful, we pray. Let him experience your touch in his body, Father. Strengthen his faith, we pray. Remember, but of Philip also, Lord, and the rest of the saints that are not well, pray, Father, that you'll be strengthened to them and lift their faith and encourage their hearts, we pray. Bless our service tonight, we pray, Father. In Jesus' most precious and wonderful name, we thank you, Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Bye. 
together all these lessons brother Singh uh, teaches and and uh, we are all benefit uh, benefited from that so much and we want to pray that God would continue to touch his heart and and bless him in that area of his ministry so tonight we'll just ask brother Joe to come forward and, and say a few words for us amen brother Joe thank you brothers <coughs> brother Sam it's good to be in God's house and among God's people. I was thinking this week that eight years ago, um, I was 
just getting ready to, to come home from prison. And um, what a change has happened in my life over the past eight years. And it's in this church that I have learned to grow according to God's word. Not according to my own understanding, not according to my feelings, but what I'm taught by an anointed ministry, how to take God's word and apply it to my life in such a way that I can live as a benefit, not only to the church, but just to the community, to my family. And um, so I'm very grateful to be here. And um, I want to assure anyone who, who thinks that um, conversion's not possible, that they're wrong. That if God calls us to repentance, wonderful things can happen, but it won't be immediate and it won't be probably the way you think it's going to happen. Things started to change for me um, pretty much based on what we heard two messages ago, and that is listening with our heart. You'll recall that Brother Singh talked about how when Jesus was teaching the disciples, they asked a very simple question. Why, why do you teach in parables? The people don't understand what you're talking about. And Jesus said to them, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them, meaning the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious elite at the time, the critics of Jesus, it was not given to them to understand. Now they had spent a lifetime studying God's word and they could recite it. They knew the Torah, they knew the law of Moses. They had read the prophets, they knew what the word said but they had never listened with their heart because God had not opened the eyes and the ears of their understanding. And that's something that only an elect child of God can experience. And we are so privileged to be in this assembly and to be taught by an anointed man of God, a man called by God, not called by his denomination, not called because his grandmother had prayed for him, or in my case, someone had said rosaries for me for years. That's not the calling we're talking about. We're talking about a direct calling on a man's life to the ministry and then putting him through a process whereby 
he's trained not in a school, although he will spend many hours, many months, many years laboring in God's word, but he will be taught in the field in the, by other ministers who are experienced. He will learn discipleship under that teacher. And it's a, an entirely different process than what the world would present to us as the proper way. In denominational religion, you want to be a minister, get your BA, go off to Bible college, or go, go study theology. And you'll study other men's writings, and you'll learn to critique those writings, but you'll never have a, a thought presented to you that's inspired by God. We are under a ministry that was called by God at a time and place that was appropriate for every person sitting in here tonight. Brother Singh's life was molded by God, planned by him, processed by him, so that we could be here and work out our salvation with fear and trembling under his ministry. That is extraordinary, if you think about it. It's not a cookie-cutter, fit-all situation. God called each one of us to be saved under this ministry. We can't find it anywhere else. If we leave this church, we're leaving the opportunity God gave us. There isn't any, uh, there isn't another opportunity out there. You can't say, well, I'll go down the street and find a church more to my liking. Many people do it, but I fear that when they stand before the Lord, he's going to say, as he does to, to many who walk on the broad path and enter at the wide gate, I didn't know you. We didn't have that relationship that is required of us by God. So here we are tonight, a few people on a Saturday night. And yet everybody that's here is supposed to be here. And God knew that you would be here. He knew that on this Saturday night, whatever your needs are, somebody would address them in this meeting. I think back um, to when we started putting these messages online on Spotify, and then I started writing them out. And what a difference it has made in my life just writing the messages. I can't adequately explain to you, but this 
is kind of what I was meant to do. You know, it's a, never in my life have I experienced anything as personally rewarding and as convicting as purifying as the lessons I'm getting and then trying to put them in a format that someone else can pick up and read quickly and understand. It's, if no one else has gained from it, I have from it. If we each took just one of Brother Singh's thoughts from, uh, away from each message, really captured that thought, wrote it down, understood it, meditated on it, read the scripture that was t attached to it, we were taught in the lesson. If you did that every time Brother Singh preaches, at the end of the year, you'd have 152 unique thoughts about your salvation that are centered in your heart. A resident right here. They're going to change the way you think. They're going to change the way you act. They're going to change the way you walk. And it's that simple and or that complicated. It's hard sometimes when we have been going to church perhaps for a long period of time and we think, oh, we're going to go through another service and I've heard this message before 17 times. No, you haven't. You think you have, but no, you haven't. Every time that pastor reviews a, a lesson, reviews a concept, he approaches it with a fresh set of thoughts, words, uh, illustrations that are placed in his mouth by God as he's standing here at the pulpit. So it's like you know how to bake a cake and you know the ingredients go in it, but each time you bake it, there's something new to add to give it a different flavor, a different context. I, I run the risk, I suppose, of maybe trying too hard sometimes to make things simple because I always figure that a person reading what I write won't have the background I do or that any of us sitting here tonight have of hearing pastors many messages over the years. So I try to write in such a way that when they pick that up, it will at least make sense to them. Even if, even if God hasn't touched their heart yet to understand, at least it makes sense to them. 
But when I do that, I also run the risk of maybe deviating ex from exactly what Pastor said. And I'll give you a little illustration this week of a, a major error I made. A man challenged me online in a very, very strident manner that I was placing too much confidence in Pastor Singh as if he was my savior. And old Joe decided he would put the guy in his place immediately, and I did. At least to my satisfaction, I did. And then when I talked to Brother Singh about it, he said, Brother Joe, we're trying to save souls. We're not trying to win an argument. And I melted in that second because I wanted to defend my pastor. There was no way I was going to let somebody take cheap shots at my pastor, a man that has stood with me all these years and has brought me to the place in my, my life where I can look back at the past and say, I know where I've been and I know where I've come from and I know who I am today. But that, that old Joe is still alive. There's still a part of him that hasn't died yet. So it's only, in my estimation, it's only in this church would I have those lessons presented to me in such a way that I can learn, that I can, I can say, yes, I stumbled, but I'll know how to do better the next time. And there will be, there will be a next time. There's always people that um, like to challenge Brother Singh but they can't challenge him directly because they can't argue the word of God with him. So they take swipes at him. And it's probably easier to take swipes at me because they know that I convey his messages in writing. But anyway, that's, that's a, a small issue, but it's an issue that Every, every day we're going to be challenged with some little thing in our life that we're going to have to make a decision about. Do I decide to come out on a Wednesday night? Do I do what my pastor t told me to do? If he asked you to pray about a certain thing, are you praying? Are you doing it every day? Are you doing it the way he asked you to do it? We're given so much instruction in here that is good meat in due season. But if we do not chew it and don't swallow it, 
figuratively speaking. It does us no good. It's like buying vitamins and not taking them. The lessons that we're given in here are the are the vitamins we need to keep sin and our fallen nature from dominating our life. Amen. So that we can, that's the defense mechanism. You know, the, the concept out there in, in religion is that, well, I have the Holy Spirit and he leads me into all truth. So, sir, ma'am, whoever you are, why don't you just sit there and wait for truth? And I'll come and see you in 20 years and find out what you've learned, and it'll be nothing. You see, we're led to truth by the man of God. The Holy Spirit leads us to truth, he leads us into this assembly, he leads us to be under this ministry. None of this happens by chance. We're here, each of us, because we were called to be here. Think of all of the people that are in this assembly who have come from the far stretches of the world, from India, from Jamaica, from Guyana, from Guyana again, but Trinidad, all over the place. And me out of prison. Wherever we have been, some point in time, God has selected each person and said, okay, you're going to immigrate to Canada. You're going to find a little church on Greaves Avenue. You're going to sit under Pastor Singh. And I have a plan that after the resurrection, you're going to find yourself in the kingdom of God. The timing, well, that's his business. and. We may not be all in the first, well, we won't all be in the first, maybe none of us will be in the first resurrection, but all of that is planned ahead for us, but we have to do our part. So our part is here. Our part is now. And I am so grateful to be part of the body of Christ under pastor's ministry.
stand and sing this. In the valley, He restores my is a very special night for me, I believe for all of us. Scripture says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. And every one of us who have uh, the Lord touched us, cleanses us from our sins, we are included in that number. Hearing Brother Joe as he spoke, there was great joy in my heart. I'm very happy, very glad to see what the Lord has promised he would do, that he has not stopped doing it. No one can stop him. All that the Father, Jesus said, hath given me will come unto me, and I will raise him up at the last day. And we realize that it doesn't happen overnight, but it's a journey. Mm -hmm. I remembered uh, that scripture where Andrew met Jesus, and he told his brother Peter. He brought him to Jesus, and uh, they followed Christ until there were a number of them that were following him something, the Spirit of God drew them. They had, uh, there were times when they were not, uh, their thoughts and what they had to say was not right, but they were not thrown aside. God works precisely, and he works according to his will and his purpose. And what was said tonight by Brother Joe 
your hairs, respond positively to what was said. I am sure it will benefit those who are listening. The Apostle Peter and also the Apostle John. They followed and at one time Jesus, he prayed for them. He said, Father, sanctify, I don't pray for the world, but I pray for those whom you have taken out of the world. And not only just praying for them, but that they would be where he would be. And we are <clears throat> moving forward in life. We don't know how long we have to live in this life. But there is a life that is coming, the promises of God, eternal life. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peter, before Jesus was crucified, three times he denied him, I don't know him. And Jesus said before the cock crow, three crow, you're going to deny me three times, and he did. And when it dawned on him what happened, Peter felt so ashamed and he, he took off and he wept bitterly. But Jesus did not throw him aside. But at the resurrection, when Mary was there, he said, go tell my disciples and Peter. And I thank God that the same voice, the same care, the same love, the same uh, <clears throat> grace that was shared for that one individual, it's open to all of us tonight. Amen. And uh, whether it be in the Old Testament or the New Testament, when God has decided to reach in, to get someone for a specific job. Mm -hmm. They may not know, and they might not even be aware. I'm sure David wasn't aware when he was keeping the sheep that he, would, he was in God's mind to be the king of Israel. Saul was king, and he was... Uh, he had failed in so many areas, but in spite of that, he was still used of God to deliver Israel, to gain victories. But at the right time, God taught Samuel, gave him a message. He said, go down to Jesse's house and anoint a king. He never said who, but the prophet was very obedient. He went not knowing who he was to anoint. When he went there, and he explained to Jesse his, uh, his, uh, his trip, and he, and he said, uh, he, while he was there, he, he, he called them, had a feast, and Jesse sent uh, his uh, oldest son, because he said, oh, he has more experience. But God doesn't operate like that. 
He, he makes his choice. You might not be qualified in the sight of those around and even in your own, in, in your own sight. But when he calls, he's going to make the necessary provision and give the right words. And David was away, and he was not called, because man looketh on the outward appearance. But God looks on the heart. And that young man was prepared by God. At one time, a lion came took a lamb, and David with his bare hands tore his jaw apart and killed him. Another time, a bear came, and then Goliath came, and uh, David, uh, his heart was towards God, and he knew that God could bring deliverance. Hundreds of soldiers were there, but they, they were full of fear. But David went to Saul and said, I will go and defeat him. And uh, he said, but you're a youth. And he explained what happened. And he said, go and the Lord be with you. And Goliath came, armed to the teeth. And how many times I've seen individuals came against Brother Singh, and words were said that would have been discouraging, that were dis would have been a, a discouragement to uh, many. But when the Holy Ghost is touch your life, when God is with you, Amen. he always make a way. And uh, David went out there. He took five stones, smooth stones, and he said, you come to me with a sword and a spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whom you have defied. And I'm going to kill you and cut your head off, that the whole world may know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. And all avenues that has come against God's messengers, we have seen results of it in the scriptures, and not only just looking back in the scriptures, in history, but even right now, as I'm speaking, there are elements that would not listen to what is being said around here. But God is not flustered. God is not worried. All that he is designed to do, no one can stop it. True. You know, Peter and John, after a number of years, their lives were worked on. At one time, Peter was thrown in jail, but he wasn't worried because beyond, even if he was going to be killed at that point, beyond that point, he knew that Je what Jesus had promised him. There would be a kingdom coming. They would participate. This earth would be changed. What is happening right now, there is so much corruption. 
in all facets that you can really think about religiously, commercially, militarily, sports-wise, you name it. But it's like a bunch of filth that is put on a, put on a plate and put on a table for you to go and eat. But God is going to clean up that plate. His power, he's sending back his son to take charge. And uh, they, uh, <clears throat> the Apostle John, in the book of John, he was writing to some of God's people, children at the time. And he said, we, he said, I am of God. Mm -hmm. he, he had no doubt. It, he never, nothing that was said or who, who would not believe it never mattered to him. He knew that God had called him. And at the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up. And they mocked. They, the people around were mocking. And they said, these men are drunk. And uh, Peter stood there. One against hundreds. And he said, we are not drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall dream dreams. And in that day is so many things that was covered at that point. And God touched lives. About 3,000, it says, responded. The same God that operated then, he's operating right in our midst. And the Apostle John says, I am of God, little children. And he continued to write, and he said, you are of God, because you have received the words that the Father gave the Son, and the Son has given to his ministers. When he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some pastors. He gave some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. We had our sins forgiven, but as Brother Joe explained to, to us, when Brother Singh's words were challenged, old Brother Joe came out. And many a times that happened to me as well. But beyond that, that incident at that point, at, at one time I said some, something was said very nasty about me. And I was very upset. And I said, may God drive that one up. <laughs> and that deep down in my, I like a voice says, you shouldn't say that. Sure, sure. And I repented. Mm -hmm. I said, God, forgive me, I'm sorry. Because what, he suffered more, far more. Far, we, what anyone, one of us has gone through could never reach uh, an inch, so to speak, of what the Lord suffered, suffered 
for us. Amen. When he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. And because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. He sought out and set in order many proverbs. And that which was written was upright, mm -hmm. even words of truth. Jesus, when he prayed, he said, Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Peter is dead. John is dead. And those, all those that have labored, it's about 60 million that were martyred for the name of Christ, burnt at the stake, and you name it. But I thank God that's not the end of it. Come on. That's not the end of it. There is a day coming, and things are happening around us, messages that were preached right here, that they were not happening at when the messages were being preached. But I lived long enough to see many of them come through. I've seen the world uh, is uh, so distraught and uh, mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't know which way to go. But I have confidence in the precious word of Amen. God. Amen. If I go, I will come again. I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. He's not going to change it. The Apostle John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Righteousness is not happening today, but corruption is worldwide. Mm -hmm. It is in, in the homes. It's in every thing that is on television and YouTube. You name it out there. Their thoughts are not God's thought. Mm -hmm. But we want the very mind of Christ. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. And as we, every time that we come here, different areas of our mind that need a certain thing. We might not, others may not know what you need, but you know. You know what struggles you're going through, and God knows also. Call upon him. As we call upon him, he's going to meet that need. And last Wednesday, Brother Singh said that uh, he spoke of Daniel. Israel had sinned, and the nation was taken out of their, their inheritance to Babylon. And while they were over in, in that location, the prophet Jeremiah said, you're going to be taken by 
Nebuchadnezzar for 70 years. That's a lifetime. 70 years. Daniel was not born in Israel, but he was born over in Babylon. But he believed what the prophet Jeremiah had to say. And 70 years came through. And nothing was happening. Many a times, promises have come to you, and you say, but nothing is happening. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. God is not death. And, uh, but, uh, and uh, for s three weeks, for 21 days, that's a long time praying for the same thing, one thing for deliverance. Mm -hmm. We have an adversary that we are fighting. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The Prime Minister of Canada and every leader in the world right now, they're not governing by the Word of God. A little bit here or there, yes, but wholly, wholeheartedly, most of it it's not. And Daniel prayed, and after 21 days, at the end of 21 days, God told Michael, and he came, and every time that name is mentioned, that's Jesus' military name. And he came, when he came, the Prince of Persia that stopped Gabriel for 21 days, that's a mighty that's one under the devil himself. Not as powerful as the devil, but Gabriel, uh, uh, Gabriel could not penetrate to come to give the answer. God heard, he sent the answer right away, but it was being hindered. But Michael, that great prince, yes. the mighty prince, don't you know that we, we are his? Don't you know that the same one that came to the prince of Persia and told him to back off and he had to move right away mm -hmm. to make way for Gabriel to give Daniel the answer that was sent to him 21 days earlier. As we are here, we may look around and say, oh, there is not too many here. Some of our saints are not around. They're being hindered. Many of them are being hindered. I believe that. But as we pray, let's not stop praying. Let's reach out together in one unit. Let lift our eyes unto God. He will give us that victory. I know that he will. 
I don't think that what's here, sitting here tonight, that's all. But many is being hindered. They are being hindered, but let's pray together that there will be victory. God will reach into those homes, children, mothers and fathers will turn around, pay attention to the precious word of God. I will be with you always, even to the end of this age. I've seen how God has worked on our behalf collectively here. God has worked on my behalf also. I never forgot that three men were trying to uh, damage what I was working with. It could have exploded and killed me. But I dreamt about it before and when I saw it coming through, I never remembered. But then I saw this fellow was approaching that thing and the second one, then it came back to my memory. I said, if that's what I was dreaming, the foreman should call me and he, he was uttering threats. And I stopped him midway. I said, and I was supposed to have done this and done that. And his eyes went that big. But God helped me and I'm still here. The Lord is with us. God has been, this has been a very special time. Look, don't pay attention and let your mind be drawn away from the good things that has happened tonight. What Brother Joe had to say, repeating many statements, that the Lord has used Brother Singh to impart to us. Let's utilize it, not just for ourselves, but I'd say to everyone that's here, let's work together. Let's pull together, encourage one another. We're on one road, and that is to the kingdom. Amen. I thank God for tonight. Let's let's appreciate what He's doing. Amen. I'm going to pray at this point and close. Father, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for your presence in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for the victories you're granting. Lord, we are confident that you you have promised that you'd be you would help us. And I believe that we will have victory after victory. Lord, we don't want to look to the right nor to the left, but to be steadfast, to be unmovable, to always abound in the works of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain. Amen. I give you thanks and praise you. Amen. 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 Amen.